was like, oh, this is gonna be the last day. I was very miserable. It felt like a living hell. The every day felt unbearable. Hey there, my name is Sean, and this is Suicide Noted. On this podcast, I talk with suicide attempt survivors so that we can hear their stories. Every year around the world, millions of people try to take their own lives, and we almost never talk about it. And when we do talk about it, many of us, including me, are not very good at it. So one of my goals with this podcast is to have more conversations, and I hope better conversations, with attempt survivors. I'm going to keep trying. Huge thanks to all of the attempt survivors who have joined me on this podcast since we started in July of 2020, and of course, to everybody who listens. Thank you. Now, if you're a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to share your story, I'd love to talk. Please reach out. Hello at suicidenoted.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide Noted. And remember, this is a podcast about suicide. Please take that into account before you listen. I do hope you listen because there is a whole lot to learn. Now, if you want to help us out, you can let people know about it. You can share it on social media. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review. All of those things help a lot. Thanks for that. And some of you might know that I am involved in personal narrative storytelling with an organization called Grit True Stories That Matter. This Sunday evening, December 19th, we have an open mic called the Mental Health Happyish Hour. It is free. If you've got a story you'd like to tell, join us. If you want to come and just listen to some storytellers, join us. We would love to see you there. I will put a link in the show notes to that event. Today, I am talking with Chris. Chris lives in Georgia. And he is a suicide attempt survivor. Hey, Chris. Hello. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing doing pretty good. Thanks for uh, thanks for connecting with me and wanting to talk. Oh yeah, thank you. You live in Georgia. Yes. At some point, you heard the podcast. And you yes. reached out to me and you said, "Hey, this is my thing. I might want to be on your podcast." I was like, "All right, great." What first led you to listen to a podcast called Suicide Noted, whether you knew exactly what it was about or not? Because I think most people, they steer away from those types of words, right? Oh, like yeah, yeah. So what, what do you think it was about that that drew you in? Over the summer, I was um, in a rough place. I had fallen out of a a terrible abusive relationship i was able to escape from it fortunately um and it, it was uh messy they said some very terrible things using the things they knew about me i had also gotten scammed out of a lot of money and um oh, that's a shitty summer man yeah well no that was the spring and it was just all right it's a shitty 2021 let's leave it yeah, at that yeah no this year's been awful I'm a musician and my ability to practice or my motivation to practice, do things has just kind of gone away. And I've been slowly trying things to bring it back. But at that point, my sleep schedule was very messed up. So I would, um, I, I live by a river and I would 
just listen to the podcast and walk along in the mornings because it was like I would stay up the entire night. I'd, I'd see the sunset mm. and the sunrise, which was beautiful, but mm. it was not um, good for me. It was just kind of a comfort to hear something uh, people are thinking about and that it's ways people have dealt with it and people struggling as well. Mm. And, and I've also always sort of had a passive suicidal ideation for like 10 years at this point mental health related things have always been very interesting to me um Mm -hmm. my dad's actually a clinical psychologist oddly enough are you a spotify guy an apple guy what's your podcast platform oh i'm an apple guy so i want to hear more about your dad and where you were going with that but first so at some point in 2021 what do you do? I know this might sound a little weird, but I'm really curious about people sort of the way they navigate the world, which includes technology. Do you go into Apple Podcasts and put in suicide? I think I did. At the time, it was a period I've been trying to get through where like the whole idea of like, well, I can do what I wanted. And I was like, I kind of just want to kill myself. That was sort of a thought that was going in my head a lot. I, I think I've always been very sensitive to things and I oftentimes um, things become really, really big and then they happen mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they're over and then I get relief from that. It's recently come to not addressing or just neglecting a lot of responsibilities. And So question, how old are you? If you do you want to share that? Is it okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 24. I'm in the um, music program. Um, it seems like a lot of people in the arts are very sad and they have a lot of problems as well i i think i've gained a lot of understanding and community from a lot of the people who are here you said that you're 24 and for about 10 years i don't know if you said you've been ideating or you were dealing with certain mental health challenges yeah go back so you're 14 what's going on at 14 where you start to think about death your own death by your own hand right yeah at the time I remember feeling very lonely. I had a couple of acquaintances and friends. Um, One of my acquaintances uh, assaulted me. He asked me out and I rejected him. And then he wouldn't take no for an answer. And then he took advantage of me shortly after. For the next couple of months, I was absolutely terrified to go back to school um and i was worried i I just didn't feel and i I was just had this very intense feeling of fear well at that point i uh, took a towel and i tried to strangle myself i don't think i really acknowledged that as an attempt until last year so you're 14 you were assaulted you're dealing with all that and at some point after that, you try to strangle yourself. Yeah. And then only recently you sort of said, all right, that, that might have been an attempt. Until more recently, I, was, I would downplay a lot of my actions from whenever I was younger. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, I was going through puberty or I was really dramatic. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just thinking about it. And there was definitely the fear and the intention. Yeah, no, I, I was um, just in, incredibly scared at that point. I felt very alone, which is something I haven't 
felt so much recently. So I can imagine it being um, very scary for me back then. I bet. Yeah. And so do you remember what it's like, even though at the time you may not have recognized it as an attempt, you did that thing. You wanted something to change, I think, from what you're saying, and it didn't work. Whatever happened, you're there and you're still living and you're 14. That assaulter is still at school, presumably. All the stuff is the same. Like, what do you do to cope and go on? Because you're here now. So something you got through those years. What is that like? It's a lot of ups and downs. Mm Lots of periods where I'd have a little bit of stability. And then I'd hit a very, very terrible mental health episode or something. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was 16, I... um, had a period where I had a series of delusional thoughts. I'd see something happen and I read a lot of books and I mean, it would be the kind of thing I felt like I was a burden on everyone. And I missed a lot of school because I was like, no, there. if I go to school, I'm going to be that terrible black hole that is going to ruin the lives of everyone at this school. But if I stay mm. at home, then I'm going to be ruining my family's life and then also my own life. But that's a lot fewer people than if I go to school and I ruin everything there. Makes sense if that's what you were thinking. There's a lot of things I, I felt like I didn't. Um, I was trying to figure out the whole growing up thing. Uh, I've been fairly sheltered throughout a lot of my life, which makes sense. Yeah, no, there were days I was just like, broke down crying in the middle of class and I was like oh, this is gonna be the last day I was very miserable it felt like a living hell the every day felt unbearable in that time because it sounded like it was brutal did you try again I don't think I actually had any attempts because my parents were in like hyper help our son mode at that point They went into um, a very protective and my mom's a nurse as well. So she had some experience working in a psychiatric hospital. I felt terrible for having to put my parents in that sort of position. But I uh, was like, ah, shoot, I'm becoming worthless too. I was worried I was going to forget how to read and walk and and, um, play music. I couldn't listen to the piece because it would be like, oh my gosh, this is reminding me of what's going on. What instrument do you play? Oh, I'm a percussionist. I I play a bunch of different instruments. Um, So you're a percussionist? Yes. So when you were trying to play music during this time, it wasn't helpful? You weren't able to focus? No. Well, I was just, I couldn't get past the thoughts that I was unable to do any of this stuff. Intrusive thoughts of the sorts, kind of like um, just obsessive thinking. I had read a book on literary symbolism that summer and I got I got really into it. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I was going into classes and then I'd be like, oh, no, everything is working against me. If um, I go to this class, then I am going to make this teacher do a bad job. Or if I go to this class, then or I'm... Um, not going to be able to turn the lights on. Or there was one time I took a quiz in an English class and it was for vocabulary. And I thought from taking that quiz, it was like every single um, secret I had 
um, and I didn't want people to know was in that quiz. They knew. <laughs> so that was kind of at the worst of it. Yeah, did you did you see uh, any kind of mental health specialist at that time? Yeah, I did. I think it was helpful. I uh, went on medication, which seemed to make things a lot worse. And then two weeks later, it kind of mellowed things out a little. I don't think I was very well equipped to talk about what I was feeling or experiencing. Mm-hmm. I would just get caught up in these moments I couldn't stop thinking about. And I just talk about that. Did they give you a diagnosis that you think was correct? Most of the time, it's just been like anxiety. It's been only more recently I have the diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder and mild ADHD. I've gotten better at checking my um, thoughts recently, although sometimes they can, I mean, just the standard catastrophizing. It's like, this journey's going to go terribly. Everything is awful. No. And then I go in and it ends up sort of okay. But I'm like, they're going to murder me. Ah. I think that's a thought that comes in my head a lot. I don't think it actually, it's just more like um, mm-hmm. my amygdala freaking out. And I'm just right. like, and I, I just think that's just how it manifests a lot of times. Just a general sense of panic. And those are the words that kind of uh, come okay. along with it. In the last 10 years since that first attempt, have you attempted again at all or or, come, or been near attempting? Yes. Earlier this semester i had a a very stressful lesson it was like the third lesson in a row and i was like i can't believe i have been so useless uh took the medicine that i'm on right now and i I tried to i took a, a couple more not really enough to cause terrible uh symptoms or anything but with the idea of I really want to kill myself and then I found myself sitting in class the next day writing uh, my notebook several times yeah I I want to kill myself when was this this was September okay so fairly recently and this is are you in uh, undergrad or grad school uh grad school I somehow made it through my undergrad which I'm like holy right. shoot how'd I do that yeah. congratulations <laughs> on that so now you're in a master's program for music right yes so you must be very good at the percussion instruments. I was, and I ruined that by not practicing very much. Oh, you think it's like over or you still have a shot to come back? Well, I don't know. It's like, I think I have a shot. I've got a couple things prepared for a, a recital next semester. I kind of screwed up a bunch of classes. I wanted to do research. I had a bunch of ideas for research since I was like 18. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is going to be great. And then this was the semester I was supposed to do it. And I got overwhelmed and I couldn't do any of it. How, how much more school do you have before you get your master's? In theory, next semester, although I'm doubtful because I think I failed a class this semester. So it might be two semesters. All right. Nice. Well, congratulations. I know it sounds like it's not been easy, but still, man, that's great. And are you talking to me from your home? Yeah, yeah. This is my apartment. I write sticky notes. Um... People who are hearing this won't see this, but because we're on Zoom, I could see behind Christy's got pink and yellow and blue sticky notes. What do they say? Um, I have them sort of all throughout my apartment. I'm learning Spanish. A lot of them are just Spanish words. The ones back here were ideas for research. These were me cramming for a test um, last semester. That's a certain level of organization and intention with all that. 
oh yeah, but then I lost all the sticky notes. So it kind of went away and you can probably see uh, from my, the rest of my apartment, that organization and intention has not been present <laughs> in a lot of aspects of my life. Fair, fair. So let me ask you this question. Earlier, you had mentioned something about recently getting out of an abusive relationship. Oh, yeah. So my question is, despite all these challenges, you have been able to form relationships. Yeah. Oh, this one wasn't very good. That one, I could tell it wasn't a very good relationship. Uh, I wasn't really happy in it. Every time I tried to get out of it, he would try to convince me I didn't know enough about relationships or gaslight me or guilt trip me. Yeah, it sounds like a little gaslighting going on there. Yeah. Whenever he'd screw up, he'd show up with like a dozen roses or something, try to like be like, oh, this makes it okay. It was like, it doesn't. I, I also didn't have moments to myself and messaged me multiple times throughout the day and I was busy and I, I just feel guilty and I knew it wasn't good for me and I knew it wasn't good for him. I had three or four interventions from close friends in my program and also my next door neighbor. Um, mm. She actually sat with me as I sent the text to end it off because I tried to break it off in person a lot of times. He talked me out of it. I could tell it wasn't a healthy relationship. I just couldn't find a way out. Yeah, it's hard. Hard, hard, hard. But I, I feel like I am pretty good at forming relationships. I'm good at first impressions because I have like three or four jokes I came up with and people always kind of hate them because they're not that good. Well, obviously, but, I'm going to hear at least one of them, if not more. Oh, okay. H- have you heard about the triangle who wanted to become a lecturer? He wasn't very good at it. <laughs> Was, did I miss the joke? It's just not going to work. Right. There's nothing there. Period. Okay. What's the next well, one? No, it's because you went on too many tangents. Oh, you didn't say that part. I know. I All right. What's the next one? Do you know the difference between a banker and the summer? A banker counts large sums of money. And in the summer, you can bank on there being a bunch of cool surfing dudes catching gnarly waves and having awesome time. It's going to be a gnarly wave, dude. Yeah. That's not as good a joke. Well, thank you. I but like it that. gives you an opportunity to show that fun side of you, which people might appreciate. Yes. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you seem so happy. And I'm like, I'm not at all. Like, I mean, there's mystery and surprise. They want to get to know you more. I guess. And then, and then it either goes really horribly or it kind of goes okay. Yeah. I'm worried I have this put to an algorithm. I don't want to be like, uh, no, I don't want to. This isn't meant to minimize anything you're saying. Most relationships don't work out. That's true. I mean, at least for me and others that I know. Yeah. Um, there are people that find the one, but fuck them. That's right. true. I'm not in a place I'm going to look for a relationship for a while. I'm trying to be okay with myself. And that has turned out to be a lot harder than, than I would expect, you know? So when you first put in the word suicide into Apple Podcasts, was that around the same time in September when you tried again? It was a little before. It was around June when I had to call the cops on the guy who was abusing me. It was a little after that. And I I just really didn't have much motivation to do very much. So I kind of just went home, stayed with my family for a lot of the summer didn't 
look for gigs or anything. And, and it's been kind of dry on that front since, I mean, I was class of 2020 in my undergrad. I was just sort of taken out of that world where I had a couple of things established and I had people I would see every day and talk to and play percussion right next to. It, it was just all gone. I haven't seen many of them since March. And I mean, and with percussion, I didn't, that period from March to August 2020, I didn't have access to percussion equipment. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. period of my life right now, I may as well not have. It's been like just a kind of culture shock and I haven't quite gotten any sort of established continuity in this new place. I have developed good friendships and good people to talk to. And in some ways, it's better. Uh, I I feel like I've been able to be closer and vulnerable with people I work next to. I I had a couple of friends in my undergrad, but then they, they all suddenly either transferred schools or joined the military or got a new job right before my senior year. So mm. it, it just felt like that was kind of happening a lot. I just have to keep picking myself up, trying to find mm. new places I can be okay. It's been scary. I've been not able to handle myself very well this semester. So I did a lot of just helping other people sometimes people needed to go to the grocery store um this semester and they needed to get food i'm normally the one who's able to get give people rides Uh, i have a history of self-harm i was able to share that it it helped in in, because someone was not embarrassed to ask me for a ride to the emergency room when they had a problem with that. So I've been trying to do what I can to help other people and form ways to uh, hopefully get some kind of control over my life again. It's been kind of falling out recently. And and sometimes it just does. And sometimes it doesn't. And I, I still feel terrible. Like my sophomore year, I pulled off tons and tons of things of college. And, and I like I pulled off an hour and 30 minute recital. I mean, it didn't sound good because my technique was garbage. But I mean, but I, I did not let myself be like, I'm like, you didn't do anything. And you're about to fail these education classes you don't care about. And I switched my major after that. Then it was like I had these consistent thoughts of I'm going to throw myself out of a window. And I was being punitized by a conductor in a community orchestra I was in a part of. Um, And I was like, oh, no, I can't believe I'm doing it. But I wouldn't want to work on the piece because I'd be like, oh, man, I'm thinking about this piece one. And I'm constantly being called out. I'm the youngest person in this ensemble. and And they're being... I didn't let myself get mad at them, so I'd get mad at myself. And that was sort of when the self-harming tendencies tended to start, and they got a lot worse in my junior year of college. Well, let me ask you this. What, if anything, helps you feel okay or get control? It's been different things at different points. Junior year of my undergrad, I was feeling very, very angry with myself, and I was hurting myself roughly every day. 
it was crazy busy and I was preparing a recital. It was awful. I was, there was one point I lost control over myself. A marimba flipped over due to a gust of wind because we didn't have a lot of practice rooms in my undergrad. It was our worst marimba. It landed on the grass and the keys were okay. I just, I couldn't believe myself and I lost control and I slammed my head into the marimba multiple times in front of a lot of my, my colleagues. And that was the first time I had done it in front of people. I, I just couldn't believe myself. So I've been working on that. I had a good streak from June 2020 to about early September 2021. And that might have also triggered the heightened suicidal ideation. Sounds like if there are points in which the ideation is pretty intense, because you've mentioned a couple of times every day saying this or thinking this, going out the window, like it's not just a passive thing. It sounds rather intense. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously you just don't do it. Yeah. I really would not be here today without support and care from people around me. I was able to get out of that everyday period and I broke that streak and started one of not hurting myself after I was able to talk to someone, realized she was struggling with something too. She was doing the same thing and we could bond. Um, How many people in the world know about either attempt, the one where you were 14 or the one earlier this year? Do people know? Did you tell anybody? Yeah, I definitely told a couple of people. Sometimes I really am just like, I need to tell someone and I'm getting lunch with someone. I'm like, it's normally colleagues, people I'm friends with. Um, I'm afraid to for close relatives and um, like my immediate family. I don't talk about this stuff with because I'm afraid it's really going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to know that I, I think about this stuff. And I, I think they kind of, know that I sort of think about this stuff sometimes. Um, I had a an episode of um, twitching, which started um, roughly in the spring, uh, and then it went away for a little bit, and then it came back. There was one point in September, a little bit after my attempt, it was like late at night, and I would just, I started twitching, and I couldn't stop twitching. And then I called my friend, and he was trying to like restrain me and be like, okay, okay, come. I was like, I can't stop. And then so he had to drive me to the emergency room, which it ended up they didn't do anything. I I wouldn't recommend going to the emergency room if you're having like a twitching related mental health emergency because they just kind of gave me a pamphlet on generalized anxiety disorder and I stayed there <laughs> until like six a.m. But I eventually stopped around two a.m. Um, I, I called my dad. He talked me through like a mindfulness exercise and go on. It worked out okay. Of the people that you share this stuff with, I mean, are they mostly kind of cool with it? Not like not that they're happy you're going through it, but yeah. Do they say stuff that makes you feel like I don't want to talk to you about this anymore? Or the people that you're sharing with, I don't know, kind about it and listen? It's a number of different things. Um, I have met a lot of people who've struggled with suicidal ideation as well i I mean 
I think the world of music, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of um, fear mm. and perfectionism that's almost necessary in order to maintain it. I've been trying to find a healthy way to deal with that because my uh, ways of punishing myself are not helping me keep myself alive. I feel like a lot of people in the arts have problems with suicidal ideation. Um, some people don't understand it as much. Some people understand it a good deal. They're normally okay and sympathetic or understanding. And uh, I told one of my friends shortly after it happened, and right after the um, the twitching incident, I was able to sit with a, a group of my friends. Um, I, I mean, I think music is a world where, you know, we're learning music by depressed and anxious alcoholics and we're playing under the baton of depressed and anxious alcoholics as depressed and anxious alcoholics ourselves it's a lot of people after concerts or gigs they go out for drinks or um, at the end of the week um, people in school of music throw parties with a lot of drinking I mean I guess it's a standard college thing sort of Motivation is a, a big part of what we do. And whenever we need to have that level of motivation present, coping strategies are whatever they are. And we're young and we're figuring things out and we're exploring. I, I think a lot of people uh, struggle within the arts for those reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I also speculate on these kinds of things a lot. I, I think a lot, but I also don't always do a lot. What's the likelihood that you're going to make it to 30? Oh, it's a long time. All right, uh, 25. 25. <laughs> Give myself like an 80%. It's been a lot of things I've been like, oh gosh, but I've been maybe 85 at this point. I, I've been right. um, recently trying to manage my time a little better. I, I'm not doing very well. I, I tend to stay in bed until noon every day and that's just not helpful. And I've missed a lot of classes. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> Sorry. So 85%. Yeah. Could be higher, could be lower. Is there one myth that you'd like to dispel that you think, based on your experience, of course, is bullshit that you'd like mm -hmm. to tell people about or inform the world about whoever hears this? Nah. Sorry, I've been through this. That's bullshit. I think there's some instances when suicidal actions or deeds in my life have been entirely impulsive, where I was like, this is ultimate. It's interesting because some people who have been on this podcast have said one myth is that it's not impulsive. I just find it interesting that different people feel differently about things. Well, I feel like it can definitely not be impulsive. It's different strokes for different folks. I think everyone has their own experiences and understandings. My final question, you ready? I, I didn't ask you this in the beginning. Sometimes I start the conversations off by asking this. Why did you want to join me here and talk about this stuff? Well, it's the same sort of thing when I've had mental health related conversations with people sometimes their experiences make me feel not so alone sometimes it gets them into help more helpful situations of well they can talk about their experiences with this and I can kind of relate that to mine maybe not entirely but 
you know, just a little. I think it's the sort of thing that has helped me out the most. Um, being able to be vulnerable, being able to talk to people, being able to share my experiences in therapy. I've had a weekly dialogue with um, one of my friends I gained from a from my brass band. Um, he's working to be an electrician in Louisiana now. Um, but he's been a, a recovering addict, um, and I'm my own sort of recovering addict as well. What were you and addicted so, to? Self-harm for a period recently. I think it's been more pornography, as it's been taking up like six or seven hours a day. It, it felt so lame, but being able to talk to people about it made me realize, oh, this is actually a problem. I need to do something mm. about this. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I recently joined in an, a PA group in them. Hopeful that I'll bring a little bit of control into my life and my ability to manage time. And hopefully my problems will lessen. I feel like mental health problems aren't necessarily something that's easy to snap out of. I had a period when I was starting grad school. I was had very healthy um, structure and schedule I was following. People could still tell there was a lot going on in my mind. It felt like something I could no longer hide. And people mm-hmm. just already sort of by default know there's something going on with me. And that's something I've just kind of got to own up. Even when I'm doing the things I need to do, there's still a lot I don't know. And there's still a lot that makes me kind of weird. But I, I think everyone's got their own mental health to some degree so it's it's something we can all really i don't know i got too sunshiny there at the end time no uh, it's all good, man. what else do you want to share before we go what else do you want to talk about anything open maybe some oh, question God. i didn't ask no pressure you shared a lot and it's been great but oh, perhaps there's something you wanted to talk about that i didn't ask i want to give you that opportunity recently i've been thinking a lot about like yeah, as a kid, I was very sensitive to a lot of things, and I was very shy. Sometimes I'm able to not be as shy and kind of, I, I sometimes wonder if I'm skirting responsibilities by spending time with tons of other people, because I didn't feel like I could do that a lot when I was younger. I remember I got a B on a uh, science project at one point in fifth grade I started bawling I was crying I was inconsolable and then my no. teacher was like you were about to go to middle school you gotta get this together man and I was like but I'm so sad and then she was like you gotta get this together dude come on that's sometimes how people sound in my head it might add to my um, level of anxiety and sometimes impulsivity based on my immediate emotional response. It's just, I think that's something I've got to figure out how to live with. I don't want this to take me down forever Uh, Mm because it keeps kind of finding a way to take me down and it it bums me out. And there is one poem I I wanted to read, the one that I wrote um, my junior year of my undergrad. My friend wrote a piece about it. I'm going to hopefully play next semester if I can gain any sort of motivation. How does the moon do it? Phase, I mean, the way it changes to the point where it's almost nothing, just so it can build itself back up from only a sliver, ember, crescent, barely 
a thing. That flips. That wane. And now will wax. And wax it will to find another. Angle and quickly return to the full thing. The light that flips the darkness now finds itself a waning peak. Gibbous. The point where the, the light starts to be missing a fragmented chunk of substance and the chance that something new will occur again is both daunting and familiar in a way that we don't want it to be. And as the light starts to fade, And the nights go dark. Again, we go knowing what comes next. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Of course. Appreciate it. I'm sure people will hear it and appreciate it as well. Feel okay? Yeah. I actually feel, I'm glad I got got to talk about this stuff. Appreciate it, man. Well, I hope that I don't know. I never know how to end these conversations, Chris. Well, yeah. I hope you're okay. <laughs> I hope your day's great. But man, I do hope that, look, I hope that you're, I hope you feel okay. I hope your days are okay. And I hope you feel, continue to feel at least pretty well. Hopefully. Thank what you. What else can we hope for? All right, yeah, man. Thanks again. Enjoy your weekend. Okay. Bye. Bye. As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support and special thanks to Chris down in Georgia. If you're a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to share your story, I'd love to talk. Please reach out. Hello at SuicideNoted.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide Noted. And yet another friendly, gentle reminder, rate and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps. Thank you. That is all for episode number 86. Stay strong. Do the very best you can. I'll talk to you soon.